Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Winning can be distracting. And the one thing that has really annoyed me about the first two days' worth of callers after the big win over Tennessee. That and Travis Kelsey before the world knew him. It's all coming up on the Emerging Podcast Scene, presented by Extend Technologies. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're live and we're brought to you by Extend Technologies. I have to clear the air about some. Okay. Um, I did not mean to upset you today. I think I know why I did what I did. And I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, what? I've been thinking about it. I went on a walk because I went I went downstairs I and I'm like. I went on a walk. We need well, to get this audio fo- clean. I was on the phone with. Um, I was not- on the phone with some authorities about oh, another yeah, matter. That. <laughs> uh, that's all I can say. I'm glad you can laugh about it now because it wasn't very funny this morning. Um, <laughs> oh, man. I, I, why did you go on a walk? I was. There were some problematic things that have been popping up the last two days. In your life or on the show? It, uh, more more show-related, social media-related stuff. And you know, I don't tweet. I don't tweet like I used yeah. to. I, I barely tweet. Um, Tell me what's going on. And I, I started to see some people, like, allege some things. And then the guy called up. You were right. I mean, that guy called up today, and he started off the call with, Love you, Ken. That guy you're hosting the show with. And it was that bothered you? That, that part doesn't bother me. I mean, guys guys pick their favorites. Most of them like Ken more than me. So I've probably been mean to him at some point. You've, you've definitely been better with okay. your, with your uh, bedside manner over the years. And I've, I've rubbed it in when I've been right about something. And so I, you know me. Do I not embrace when someone calls to rip on me? Because I always think it's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Either... They're gonna get me at my expense, and it's gonna be great for the show. It's gonna be great fodder. I don't, I don't, I don't like to be shown up, but it's gotta admit. Yeah. I mean, it's it's entertaining it when happens. someone goes after a host. I I listen to some hosts I don't like so much, and I love it when someone calls up, yeah, and rips into them. But it's what he said afterwards. It was you. Do, you want Sean Watson to fail, and I'm like, what? That bothered like, you that much? Man, I have a, I have a. Uh, I almost swore. I have a proven track record at wanting to move heaven and earth to get Watson here. I And I'm like, I get people confusing me 
being nervous about how bad he was. Yes, I was nervous. I'm like, I stuck my, not, not that I'm going to lose my job or anything, but I stuck my neck out for this guy. I stuck my neck out for a guy that has all these accusations and people think it's uncomfortable to talk about the Browns and they don't want to talk about the Browns nationally. And, you know, we've heard all that. I'm like, man, I just, I really need him to play better. But that doesn't mean I'm going to come on the air and make every excuse for him when he doesn't play well. I mean, do people think I was unfair with Baker? So I, you were bothered by that? I bro- yeah, because I'm like, man, I've been on the air long enough. If you don't know where I stand on Deshaun Watson, then may- I always think maybe I'm doing something wrong. Like, maybe I am not communicating. I like to pride myself in my communication skills. Am I not making it abundantly clear that not only did I really want Deshaun Watson, I knew the Browns were going to get killed for going after Deshaun Watson. People were killing me at the time for wanting Deshaun Watson, especially before everything, even before all the accusations came up. It was a guy that quit on his team. Remember? Well, yeah. And I wanted that guy. Well, how long do we know that Jamie's listened to the show? He might not know, know that you wanted Deshaun Watson that's a back. Good point. And, that is fair. Because we've always said, and we're blessed for this, and we mean this. Lima's not very good at saying these things, but it's true. And there, I just put something else on you there. Um, You're right about this one. I'll agree with you on this one. There's a lot more people listening to the show now than there were then. So yeah. there might not have been a lot of people who knew that you were so staunchly for drafting Deshaun Watson over Miles Garrett, by the way. And with that performance, uh, you know, the Browns are always going to go the way that Deshaun Watson goes. I think it's been proven over time that Miles Garrett can only do so much and that T.J. Watt, frankly, can only do so much, and the same with the Boses and anybody else you want to throw in there. They're going to have to go with the quarterback. Like, no one's really complaining nationally about Micah Parsons mm-hmm. and his performance. They do complain over Dak Prescott just about every day. Um, so I understand that. Boy, that my, is true. My issue was I just had to call myself out on the carpet. Yesterday... I'm not going to lie, it was a little fuzzy for the show. Because I agree. I totally was, agree. You agree I was fuzzy? No. I, I I walked away from yesterday's show irritated. Oh. Not with you. Oh. Not with This not is interesting. With me? Um, double A. You no. said the show was great, though. I, 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 it did get better. I was really annoyed with the callers because oh. there is, I'll, I'll put it out there and maybe it's something we can, we can address on the show. Yeah, but, that's, that, but that's not an offensive of the show. That's just on no, the no, callers. No. I know. But what I, I always think I have this grandiose thought process all the time where I'm like, you know what? Spiro Didis, Aditi, Adam Archuleta, the production crew with CBS, the, and maybe there's some national guys. Maybe Skip Bayless was at a wedding in Cleveland this weekend. I always think about this. I know it sounds ridiculous. All the do- Nick Wright and all the national talking heads. And who's the one that said uh, he had a hard time talking about the Browns? Kyle Brandt. They all just happen to be in Cleveland this weekend. I just think of this all the time. And they happen to say, hey, to the Uber driver, who's on? Who are the guys I need to be listening to before I'm getting out of town and getting on the flight? Oh, Ken and Anthony, I listen to them every day. Don't always agree with them, but man, I love them. They, they make me laugh, and they break up the monotony of the week. And, you know, I really have a good time listening to them. All those fights I have with my wife, hey, for four hours a day, I can get away from that and listen to those guys. I love listening to them. They have a great show. And then they, then they listen to us take calls, and after an unbelievable defensive all-time performance, 
And they've pitched like three of these already to start the year. Two to two for sure. They've been so good defensively. And finally, Deshaun Watson plays his first good game. I felt like every caller in that first hour was but, 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 but. And I've been accused of doing that over the years when we've been talking about, hey, is that a good win or a bad win? What are we talking about? It's a win. Okay. I was like, man, I don't understand how that could possibly be. And if I were Adam Archuleta and I were Jim Rome in town for the, did the horses race this weekend in Cleveland? Whatever. All these talking heads were in Cleveland in my mind. And they were hearing those callers drag down the team. And I'm like, I would have to take a break from sports talk radio in Cleveland. If that was the case, like I, I was like hard on ourselves because we were taking the calls and I don't know. I thought almost at one point I, I need to get more upset. You did. You you blew your gasket at one point. Well, with the and one I, caller, and I'm like who I should have too. <clears throat> and the thing is, is that caller has DM me before, mm-hmm. and I and I kind of wanted to reach out to him and say, "Buddy, I I just disagree with you." Yeah. And this is it's okay. This is a disagreement. you know it's a radio show. I, I didn't want him to feel bad about it because he was a, he's a nice guy. I know I've met him personally. He's a nice guy, and that's why I feel bad with is that. I just totally thought I do think he was being nitpicky. I, I don't back down from what I said. I just want him to know that, hey, it's okay. You can get in tomorrow or the next day after. But that's crazy, and I probably shouldn't do that. The other part of it is, though, I got to Okay, I'm going to say something here, and I don't want you to be upset with me because again, I got to tell you what I was what I was fuzzy about. Go ahead. Because I you took a different definition of fuzzy. After the first about 40 minutes. There were a lot of people calling in, yelling Super Bowl, Super Browns, and wanting us to do it with them. And there was a part where it seemed that, and that's why I said, because you're like, well, are we just going to do Super Bowl, Super Browns with every caller? Is that like how, like, there was, so it's like, I didn't know necessarily what you wanted the show to be yesterday, because it was, it was weird. They were overly positive or overly negative, and I think that that's a bigger thing where it's not a criticism of you. I think it's, we don't necessarily know how to handle success right now. It was a successful game, Mm -hmm. but last year, like, we always were waiting for the shoe to not drop. We were waiting to put it on and get going, and they never did. And it's been like that. It was like that in 2021. Like, they'd win games, and it was like, eh, they're 8-9. and nine. Eh, they're, hey, you got a chance. Uh, and so I, I really don't know if we know what to do yet. I think we're in a weird space with this football team. Deshaun Watson played well for the first time. All right, well, now we have new information. So I don't know if fans know necessarily how to react. I don't know if they know. And at the same time, like, I'm critical of myself with that caller because I go, I, I want to say, well, wait a minute. Because there were a lot of people who just agreed with him. And I go, you guys just dislike Kevin Stefanski. You have latched on to your arguments against Kevin Stefanski, and you aren't going to let them go. Okay, but I have to also understand that the same thing I, I said to you where, guys, the teams look at different ways to get better even after wins. They criticize themselves after wins. They self-scout like yes. crazy. So I, 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 right now, I think we're in this part where we we don't know. Before, it was so fresh and so new. 2018, they just won some games, and we had so much hope for 2019. 2019 was this mess, and we had a bad feeling about Freddie, and then it got dramatic, and Miles hit, hit uh, Mason Rudolph over the head and the whole thing. And now you had the playoff season. And you've seen this group of players go to the playoffs. I mean, give or take a few players, obviously. 
You've seen this group of players go to the playoffs with this head coach, but it hasn't added up since. So we don't know what's real and what's not. And I think a lot of us don't either want to get our hopes up and get our feelings hurt or just have, or on the other side of it, don't want to get down in the first place. Yeah. It's I, very difficult. I, and and that's, that's the whole thing about safeguarding with expectations. I've been guilty of low barring, low balling expectations uh, because if you low ball the expectations, then when you don't hit them, it's not the end of the world. So I've definitely been guilty yes. of that, but this is weird because you went out and got Watson. So I just texted a couple questions to the group. That's why I was Yeah, so that, yeah. that changes pers- perspective for a lot of people. Like I've heard people say just making the playoffs isn't good enough. And I'm like, well, we gotta get to the playoffs now. Like, I mean that we need to get there. We need to share in that experience. We need to have fun like we did in 2020. Because I will pride myself forever in our week after we made the playoffs and we were getting ready for the Steelers and people saying we had no shot. I take pride in the fact that our show was on cloud nine yeah. and we had accomplished it. And hey, there's one thing I regret from that day, but or from yeah, that week. Yeah, but I know what it is. We don't but, need to get into it. We both I, know what it I is. I take pride in that. I thought we got people excited about it. We convinced ourselves we had a chance. Whether or not we truly did or didn't have a chance, I mean, it was proven. I'll that tell we you did, what, you had me believing that you thought we had a chance, and it made me feel a hell of a lot better. Yeah, because one, as a football town, once you're in, you're in, and yeah. then, my God, the next week. Sky's the limit. Like, yeah, we're supposed to lose to the Chiefs, but yep. hell, what are we supposed to just not show up? And that game, I think, but that game, like, if the, if the Browns go to the playoffs this year, that game that week helped me for forever because it's like, well, they they won a playoff game against horrific circumstances, and they won it, and so now it's like I can never go into a playoff game saying they don't have a chance. I can always use that day. Yeah. As a as a measuring stick, going, nobody felt they had a chance, and they won that game and they except for this Kansas show. City. And they and they still should have beat Kansas City the next week. I, but yeah. I also I don't want to be too critical of a four hour show. They have their ebbs and flows because yeah. there's people who say don't do Super Bowl Super Browns. It's bad luck. I go that started during one and sixteen. <laughs> right? Yeah, they were terrible when we did. We would play the Christian Kirksey. We're not going to go zero and sixteen or one and fifteen. We're not going to go zero and sixteen. He say that, and that's and that's when that started. So oh, it's not it. bad luck. As it's, a brief it aside, a, those guys, I love that their friendships have not. I don't know if those guys have families or not. I took a picture with one this weekend. Uh, they were also at the Flatiron, and they took a picture with the bartender who sent me a picture and said they were bummed that I wasn't there. They were asking. That's if, awesome. I mean, so those guys They're are so still. Cool. And they were doing it. They were doing it after scores. They were doing Super Bowl Super Bowl. I love them. So the thing that I think we just have to we just have to be elevated as a football community. I know it's hard because we've seen so much bad. And so you're right. Do we know how to even talk about the good? Is that a question? But, I know you don't want to keep asking the same question, but is that a question on the air? Is it? Are you ready to trust the Browns? I I, I think obviously we'll. And when will you know? I, I think we'll know after that San Francisco game. And that doesn't mean they have to win the San Francisco game. Like you said in the show today, it's not just, I mean, they're supposed to lose to San Francisco. Uh, they they just they just TA are. says he sees them being a one one and a half point underdog. Okay, bringing San Francisco. All right, so in. no they, matter what they do with so Baltimore, Vegas thinks you're pretty close. And <clears throat> it should be noted, Vegas, from what I have heard from some of the sharps, it's not three points anymore. The 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 home thing, you're not getting credit three points for that anymore. You're Why get, not? You're getting like one and a half. Why did it change? This home field advantage it's is different. Not, is not considered what it used to be. They they and have the numbers to back it up. Either, that's another thing to discuss at some point. All we're doing is coming up with other things to discuss. But the thing that bothers me when someone calls up, and I use that example today about, hey, are you going to call every day and talk about the brain drain in Cleveland or the loss of manufacturing, loss of jobs? Like, that, okay, we know. 
We know the weather's not good, you know, six months, seven months out of the year. That doesn't mean we have to hear it every day. I love how you got serious re- yeah. reactions to that uh, the, question. The, the Stefanski thing, like, I have I made up my mind on Stefanski? No. No, I haven't. Yeah. I I think he's a still a very good play caller. I think he'd be a really good offensive coordinator. And I don't know yet if he's going to be the coach that breaks through with the Browns. I don't I, know. But I'm not I'm not ruling it out. Notice yeah. you've never I was heard sensitive me, for the rest of the day about you've it. never heard me say fire Kevin Stefanski. I have no. said and I said last year, can you upgrade? We talked about Sean Payton. Can we do that tomorrow? We did, absolutely. I I have talked about if you can upgrade, you got to upgrade. And I thought Sean Payton was an upgrade. I know it doesn't look good after three games. He gave up 70 points this week. And Russell Wilson is not fixed and doesn't look like he will be fixed. All I'm saying is, guys, Stefanski, he's going to have good weeks. He's going to have bad weeks. Mike McCarthy in Dallas. His his record with Dallas is unbelievable. Yeah, He's going to have bad weeks. They just had another bad week. Bill Belichick has had bad seasons now without Tom Brady. So he's going to have good seasons, bad seasons. Way more good. And he's, he's maybe the best to ever do it. I don't think, guys... And this is going to be a disclaimer that I want to hit on going forward. Regardless of what you thought about Stefanski, whether you've already locked it in, he's a great coach. Whether you've already locked it in, he's a bad coach. I don't think after wins you need to call us and tell us that he's still a problem. And conversely, if you feel the other way, I don't think after losses you have to say every time, oh, I think he's a great coach. Can we just evaluate him game to game and then at the end of the season say, all right, now we have four years. We have four years. How do we feel about him four years in? Is that okay? I think there's people who, when they got Jim Schwartz, and you and I did not subscribe to this, that, well, he'll be he'll be the head coach by the bye week, and then we can make him the head coach. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Let's I let this guy that. have a chance to see what he can do. Now they're 2-1. and one. Guys, if they lose to Baltimore, he ain't getting fired. He's not getting fired. No. He's going to be the head coach the rest of the year. And maybe we should have been a little bit more stronger in saying that yesterday. But I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to be overwhelmingly GD negative in a game that they won. And they looked dominant doing so in both sides. All three phases played well in. But I don't want. I, I, but part of me still doesn't want to dwell, dwell on it because it's like, all right, it's a radio show. And there's going to be people. There's hundreds of people trying to get in a day. And they're not going to be able to give you an opinion that you love to hear. Uh, the the one guy I I, had, I I didn't mean to come to your defense and this is what I'm actually getting to with how I wronged you earlier today was that like hey man like he, he says a lot of things I disagree with but he, the Deshaun Watson thing is not something you can accuse him of and then there was the Amari Cooper thing where I thought the Amari Cooper thing I had to agree with you and I thought that was basically innocuous I was the actually reason, hoping you disagree with me on no, that well th- there you go I, I didn't got, give you what you wanted I got now. really excited because I'm like we're going to have a good old nope. battle about this well this is it this is it got, almost said something you're going to have to dump this is what happens when a team has a clear goal and have put something together that's it's very clear. The team is going to go as far as the quarterback takes them. No matter what now. No matter what. The defense. Guys, we saw the defense play lights out and they lost to Pittsburgh. There's no better indication that the quarterback's going to take them as far as he can take them. Or they're going to go as far as he can take them. And because it's so clear before when we got into not, and we still do about lots of other things. We probably will about Sean Payton at some point tomorrow. But when it comes to team building, you and I had major philosophical differences in team building and now the team is basically built and there's one goal to go with so there's going to be less fisticuffs over that my criticism of myself is this 
So I said I was a little fuzzy yesterday. We had a lot of conversations, and I was taken aback by the people about Kevin Stefanski during breaks. And so I did say that to you yesterday because I could tell you there was something you didn't like about the callers, and I should have just left it off the air, and I did. That was my mistake. I shouldn't have brought it right on the air. Today, when I said what I said, I ain't going to lie to you. Guys, I had a massive effing distraction going on in my personal life, (laughs) and it scared the bejesus out of me from about 3.10 this morning. And so I was very nervous about something. Uh, honestly, and then I got a little bit annoyed because I tried to confide in you and Owen, and you guys did not take it very seriously at all. I think to the point where you guys thought I was being silly about it, and then I was on the phone with authorities about it, and basically I was distracted this entire show. I know my, I know our boss is listening, and sometimes it happens, and I try to be as focused as possible. I was distracted this entire show, and so when we would come back and I would hear the music, I did not know how to get back into the show, and so I just went, oh, I'm as upset about something. <laughs> And you're like, I'm not upset about anything. This is the fourth time you've done this to me today. <laughs> yep. Because I was I was starting to find a resolution of things, and I was so distracted. Every break, like I put my phone away during the segments, and then every single break, I was checking my phone, walking out of the room, texting, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. And it ended up, hopefully it won't be that big of a deal. Um, but I can't tell you what it is because Barrett Sports Media is going to pick up on it, and I'm not going <laughs> to. There's not a chance. You can be the poster boy for this, guys. It is intensely personal and intensely scary. I will tell you that. But it's um, I I after I got off the phone with the authorities after the show, I went, yep. That's what I was doing. I was totally distracted. <laughs> and so I was coming back from break, just listening to the music, not talking okay. to Owen, not talking ba- to you. I feel really bad. There's nothing to feel bad about. No, no. I feel bad because you could, and I think Owen understands this, um, I come in with, it's the pattern every day that when I come in, Ken could be having the best, most enthusiastic conversations with Owen about something or with Double A. You could be holding court. It could be the most entertaining thing you've ever said in your life. I will sit there, log into my email, log into my Twitter, check whatever text I'm getting about how the night went for my wife, and already starting to worry about that, and I will no-sell you 100% no matter what it is. And I've been doing it for years. And then I get that coffee in me. We get through a couple of segments, and I'm like, all right, here we go. And I feel bad because not only did I not give you what you wanted, I didn't give you what I should give my friend on something that personal. <laughs> now I'm going to cry. And now I feel bad because well, Owen didn't I do it either. just a big dick when but, I come but in. But Owen didn't do it either. Well, I think we need to tell people. We can't. We can't. I can't. Ken, you need to tell people. You found out you live in a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could do this. We have to exercise the demons. I wish we could. Do, I, God, I wish we could just end the thing. Some might call it a haunted mansion. <laughs> but I, I will tell you guys this. I can't. I don't want to sit there and drop a bunch of hits, but there were a lot of scenarios going through my head going. Like it went from, I got to make sure my kids are taken care of, my wife's taken care of, to <laughs> I need to go right down there right now and nip this in the bud. Try me. Buddy, like I, it was like one of those things, and I got very irritated, and so I, it was a massive distraction all morning long, mm-hmm. and I was trying to hold it all together, and then I, I finally got some satisfaction and an answer, but it was after the show. My favorite mornings 
are, is when Lima walks in and immediately holds court over something he heard or something he sees. Which that's they, when I'm drinking the night before. They don't happen. Nah, they're not as rare as you think. And they now are. I don't drink anymore. But it is why. Hey, yeah, you do suck now. It is why. You're gonna hate. You're gonna hate that I said this maybe on the podcast. It is why. I just. Oh, you're gonna hate me for this because I show up. <laughs> I show up too early. He shows up so early. And there's times I just sit out my truck in the parking lot for, <laughs> like, like Keith out now has the camera, so he knows but when sure, I'm walking in. By the in. way, is that legal? Oh, you know. Should our workers well, no, be spying on us? Double A's listening to this. Double A, stop turning on the Mantis right when you walk in. Leave it off until about 5.55. I don't need him spying on me, even though he has a way to check our thing. I, I will get here some mornings at 4.15 and just sit out there in that truck for 45 minutes. Looking at my phone, listening to something. I get, I get engrossed mm. in something that I'm listening to. It's nine times out of ten sports related, whatever. And I just don't come in here. But I'll tell you this. There are times where I just get here at five, and that's the way it goes. But um, I show up notoriously late. Well, no, that's the thing. I do feel there is a tremendous difference in you if you get here at 530 as opposed to 540. Don't kill me. I do think there is a you tremendous let me difference. Know. Well, you told me. There's a difference in both of you in your show times. There are the rare days Ken does have them where life has gotten to him, you know, and he might pull in a little bit later than he had planned. Sometimes I I get the I, I get the you BGs. haven't had your time. Yeah. yeah, you haven't had your time to settle in. You need yep. to settle in time. Yes, I do. Lime is show up and go. But there's also if Which is unfair I get from a preparation standpoint. That's unfair to Ken. I've had a, I've had my whole life. This is going to, God, this is going to sound like the biggest excuse, cop out type thing of all time. But, you know, you find out what works for you Mm -hmm. and then it just becomes the norm. I have always been the guy, man, when I was, when I was doing stuff in college, all the way up into the, the different jobs, I would immerse myself in at the last second. And that worked for me for whatever reason. And when I had too much time to dwell on something, it actually I agreed. worked against me. I agreed. I don't know why. When they first put well, us together, they wanted you in at like 445. Yeah, and he came in at 445, and he would sit there, and a bad attitude this would so brood. Stupid. Yes, it would brood to the point where it's like, the only way this thing's going to work is if we do it his way. But then... If you get in too late, then you can't yeah. get the bad mood out of you sometimes. You're right. And I yep. can't get out of you. what? Because the show moves with your mood. It doesn't move with mine. But that's what makes it fun because I don't think we waste anything by forcing ourselves to talk about something just to talk about it. And I can do that with about anything. You don't. Um, and you've made me more selective because of it. But it's like, all right, if he's here 530 to 535, he's at his very best. If it's four five forty to five forty five, then I'm too hurried because I'm playing a guessing game of what he'll he'll be ticking on. Yeah, and, what and, not, and I know you're so annoyed when I sit there and I go, "All right, what do you want to start off with?" No, I know. I so, know you hate it. So Ken, Ken, and I try to mix it up. Ken does that, and it shouldn't annoy me. That's our job. Our job is to come up with what what is going to be valuable to talk about and to maximize the times that we talk about those, which. We just, it's second nature. Most of it is second nature for us. But in July, when there's nothing going on, yeah, we we do work harder. We work harder. Now it's football season. We had two games last yeah. night to react to. We've got the Browns. There's definitely days where we go. We know what this show is. 
already before yeah. we even do the show. Right? Oh yeah, and we and Ken is really good at structuring that stuff and having. I almost don't even want to know. Like I'm ready for you to take me where you want to go. I am. Oh, I'm. I am a jerk about ideas. I am a. I'm almost a a naysayer on ideas, and I've admitted that I've done that too much. So I have unfortunately uh, put the clamps down on what could blossom into amazing ideas. But I also think I do a pretty good job of gatekeeping against stuff that I. Uh, We've had some bad ideas in the past. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I mean, I'm just you know. I'm and by I'm, the way, I think our bosses would probably be happier with that way than the first way. Yeah, because you don't get in trouble. Yeah, I I am. I'm I'm not easy. I'm not easy to be around and pitch these ideas to because I sit there and go, okay. Makes me a better pitcher though. And what what are we gonna do with it? What's the okay, I'm gonna have this point of view on it, and then how do, how does that continue? When I have no one's an gonna want to call on it. Well, this. the only time that it's ever a problem is when we pitch the idea and we go, Yeah, that sounds good, and then we come in to execute the idea the next day and you go, I've had a day to sleep on it. I do and lose interest. This sucks. That is that he is does. again very problematic. But thing. I know that I'm not easy to it, work with. It made me a better pitcher for the like I have one idea that we we have to do I want to do after the season. We have to do this. Well, there's one that you guys sent me yesterday. You sent it to the group. Oh, it's good. About Lima. We're and do it usually, you actually went and expanded on it a lot because usually you'll just send it and it's the name of the bit, <laughs> right? And I'm like, what the hell is this? And you go, oh, you'll see. And I go, how does that help me <laughs> it doesn't. No, build it doesn't. into making it better for the listeners? And part of it's because you want me to be, um, you know, you want it to be something that I'm like, Oh, that's that is good in the moment to get a genuine reaction. That doesn't help the overall one of us, the four hundred thousand people listening. Right? One of us comes up with an idea, and then we do not want anybody to throw a road sign up in right. front of it. <laughs> and so, when you throw a road sign up in front, like when you when I had the idea of something I still want to do, and you kind of rolled your eyes at me, I got so pissed at you. Oh, and you're talking about Owen. oh, oh yeah. Oh, Owen. which one was this? I can't say it on the air yet because oh, I don't want because well we know that the other one steal stolen. from us so I'm not gonna give it away to him. Whoever's left. And I thought it would be a good left one out there. But will steal it. I understand that that's your vetting process of going. Well, let's not start it and then run it into the ground really quickly and never yeah. do it again. So I understand where you're coming from, but my first reaction is to get really pissed because I'm not a very good first reaction guy. I'm very good three to five minutes after, which Andy and Keith know and and Lyman knows very very well. Um, we we spent a lot of time talking about ourselves here, and I'm sorry about that. I, this is a very good podcast for us. I don't know how well it's going to... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. To do as far as downloads. Um, do you want? Do you have the Travis Kelsey audio? Oh, I do. I'm low. Yeah, let's let's listen to the Travis Kelsey audio. Well, this is we felt guys, like we felt like the football community is not getting what they need yeah. out of the out of the Swift and uh, what's it was his name Kelsey out of these rumors I just think it's they're remarkable. not getting enough. We got guys. We we have to understand that you're watching an American, you're watching an American success story play out in front of your very own eyes. Where you have a guy like Travis Kelsey who's from here. I, we got to point this out. He's from humble beginnings. Uh, you can be to where the house he grew up in in 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Down Euclid. And hit and if you hit, don't hit the lights. Well, if you hit cedar yeah. and yeah, but like this is really I, I, why I'm so why I'm so interested in it is you are watching an American success story. He is a guy who I mean he went to Cincinnati. It wasn't like he didn't have physical gifts. He got kicked out of Cincinnati. Yeah. Well, did they yeah. take did they take him back? They take him did. Back. Right. Okay, good. Because Jason went and vouched for him. Yeah. And then he switched positions. And then he was what a was nothing. He, at first? he was a quarterback. That's right. And then he went and switched positions. And there's a couple plays. If you go back and look, I've I've watched a little bit of Travis Kelsey in my life. A uh, <laughs> couple plays that you go back in a bowl game, I think, and he makes this nice big catch and he outruns everybody. And he is not the guy yet. He's not built the way that he's built now. Yeah. But even the announcers were like, "Oh, this guy might be something someday at this. He he might have a future in this, right?" But I mean, just to watch, we talked about it on the show a little bit. I remember I was fortunate enough to run the board both times that he was in for Bull and Fox. One time he was here, one time he was on location. And that first day we talked about, he's sitting in there in his freaking Cincinnati warm-up tracksuit. Like, guys, this is just some little humble, happy-to-be-in-the-NFL hopes maybe he can get a pension out of it one day. He's he's won two Super Bowls. Now, he's not the guy. The guy is Patrick Mahomes. So I can't – this is a loose comparison. Yeah, but but he wasn't there against Detroit. and That's true. But, well, this is a loose comparison, but this is a guy – like, this is is almost Joe DiMaggio. Like, you're you're dating Taylor Swift. Yes, very good comparison. I mean, think about this. This is as American as it gets where – you come from rather not, you know, Cleveland Heights is fine, but you come from humble beginnings. It's not like, when people say humble beginnings, I think they make it sound like I'm talking about him being from Crawford County out on the farm. Like you come from Cleveland Heights, your father and mother are blue collar, stuff like that. Your brother, you know, blue collar, the whole thing. And you go from being in our studio, just talking to us. And, and we're sitting out there on the couch for two hours waiting for, cause you had nothing else to do. Right. To, I mean, you're with the biggest pop star in the world. I, I don't know Where if they're now officially every dating. second of his time is valued. Yes. Is valued, right? Yes. Yes. And, and this relationship that he has with, with Taylor Swift, if they're actually dating, his life will never, ever be the same ever, ever again. No matter if they're together forever or if they break up well, by the end of the football season. Changed. 
yes. in the pool, his, right? Yes, his yes, his status in American culture has changed. And it's just I just think it's an amazing story. I think it's an amazing story of him, his brother, his father, his mother. Like I said it before about it, like she's she's watching her son play you know, mighty might football and now all of a sudden she's at a Kansas City game or mm-hmm. both of her sons are going into the Hall of Fame, but you're watching your Hall of Fame son and you're sitting there next to I know she didn't know who or she didn't know who the hell Taylor Swift was 20 years ago, but you're sitting next to the biggest pop star and this is not just a fly by night one hit wonder. This is but this is a Madonna, this is a this is an I mean dare I Taylor's say an Aretha Franklin type of, of person. Uh, she I mean it's her and Beyonce that are the biggest people in entertainment. It's amazing. Taylor's been around for 15 years. I just went through this with my 14-year-old <laughs> daughter who goes, "I knew about her before you did." And I'm like, "Only 15 no. years, yeah." But 15 years she she was a country star to yeah. start off, right? And was I don't think she was eighteen. I don't even think she was sixteen yet when she actually became in the in the public conscious, mm-hmm. right? And so even then, like Travis Kelsey was the guy just trying to make the team in Cincinnati at the time, right? Yeah, he might have still been at Cleveland Heights or just finished at Cleveland. Heights. So what's this Kelsey audio we have here? So this is from the second interview. The second he met Adam and Dustin at B Dubs. I believe they were in Fairview. Mm-hmm. Um, this was right after his first season. He went from the tracksuit right to I remember he had on at least from the description that I think Keith sent me a picture at the time of this very elaborate leather jacket. Okay. And I don't know if Lima if you were there or not for that. I, one. No, I was not there. All right, here we go. So this is this is just a couple little snippets from there. Uh, when you grew up in Cleveland, did you were you a Browns fan as a kid? Oh yeah. I mean, how could you not be? You know, the dog pound. It's uh, it, you. Whenever uh, you dream as a little kid, I mean, in Cleveland at least, whenever I was dreaming about being in the NFL, I'd picture I pictured myself being a quarterback for the Cleveland Browns because I used to be a QB yeah. like back in the day, and then uh, you know the hometown kid comes and saves the organization, like, sure. something like Brian sure. Hoyer did. You know, he, Brian Hoyer stole my dream. <laughs> throwback thoughts. What a throwback. That's good. Were stuff. they what was that? At the point where Brian Hoyer was seven and four, so this was 2015, right? So Hoyer just had wow. the 2014 season where he, you know, started off the year really well. This is March of 2015. Kelsey's had one year in the league. We got one other snippet here. So, what are the expectations for that? I mean, last year you had uh, what six touchdowns? Yeah, six. Six Five touch- receiving. Six t- one, do you, so, uh, do you set recovery. goals for yourself in terms of what you want to do this year? Yeah, I mean, everyone Everyone has personal goals. Uh, Any you'd like to share? Yes, to share. of course. Uh, I mean, I play this game to be the best the best that I can be, and I think the best that I can be is the best tight end in the league. Sure. And uh, in terms of stats, I think that'll have to uh, show for itself. Um, you never know what uh, what Gronk can do. Heck, he already has the the receiving and touchdowns. Do you, do you for know him end. at all? Do you have you had any? I actually with just him? just met him for the first time out in uh, Baltimore for the Eblock Courage Awards. Which is if is you're he such a meathead. Oh, the the guy is a complete cartoon character. <laughs> I, I mean, I, guys like me, where I I actually just I don't know. I embrace I embrace guys and characters like that. Now let me ask you, because I tried to make a big deal out of Kevin Stefanski and setbacks make the way for comebacks, and everybody threw cold water on that, and you guys were right. Does he sound different than what he sounds now? Uh, it's interesting. He noted the personality thing. Like right there and then, 
there is a confidence that he has now when he, he speaks that he did not have there. Because he's a, he hosts that podcast, so it seems like he he conducts the conversation instead of going with it. Speaking now, yeah, yes. yeah, and I think that might be the difference. But there is definitely, especially that first clip that we played. There was a lot of almost, you know, oh geez, I'm just glad to be in the NFL type of. It came across as that, at least to me that he was still just a young kid, once again, just hoping a decent rookie year. He had six touchdowns. His first touchdown in the NFL, he fell on a fumble recovery in the end zone. Um, but is that, wait, his actual rookie year, he injured himself the preseason, and he didn't he didn't play. I mean, he played in, like, two, he suited up in a few games. Yeah. And then went on the IR. Right. And think about it. If we, if we were doing a radio show in Kansas City at that time. That's right. I'd God already be going... It. Well, Turn this is that off. I'd be I know, going. This this looks like a bust. Already, yep. wow. already injured. Year one, doesn't look good. Had those issues off the field in Cincinnati. Like you know, I would have been mentioning all those things. Well, and I believe he got in trouble for um, smoking yeah. in Cincinnati. Right, the league at that time was still yeah. very much like so he's in the program. Right. Oh my God! So he entered the league into the program, he, probably. I would imagine so. Yeah. Over. Oh my God! That's right. Um, I'm just thinking about all those people. You can hear the ruckus in the background. Yeah. Those fun live events. You know, they did a, a bunch of them back then, and all those people are like, "Who's that guy over there?" I don't know who is that guy. Like you know, those people have no oh, yeah. idea who he is. They're talking about Gronk because he wasn't what a buck guy. He was a. He went to Cincinnati, so he's not even. You might know. If you're really big into the local kids that made the league, right? But he, like, I know Drew Aller's name. I would know that a six foot was he six five. Yeah, I would. I would recognize. Hey, there's a big guy over there. But I don't know if I saw Drew Aller right now, walking down the street. That I yeah. go, that's Drew Aller. No, that's a good point. Yeah, and in bet, two years he could be the quarterback. I gotta here. tell you, I bet I wouldn't either. I bet I wouldn't either. I think that's a great point. Now, I mean, you can't not recognize Travis Kelsey, right. but. Yeah, good for him, man. I hope it works out between those two. I love love, and that's a nice thing. Did you see, real quick, did you see the uh, conspiracy going around, how they got her into the stadium? No. That popcorn machine? No. Yeah, you got to look it up. Well, it's no, online. Wait, no, it's wait online. a second. It's, it's probably not real at all, but it's online. Every football well, venue, you, you can just, later. can't you, for the most part, there's like a few exceptions, can't you drive right in? Well, it was weird because they said, I don't think she's, I've never seen her. I don't know if she's tall or short or whatever. But there was a big, like, there was a video of a bunch of people, like, in the tunnel. And they were, like, hurrying this popcorn machine <laughs> through the tunnel. And people were like, that's her. That's her in the popcorn machine. That's her. <laughs> and I'm like, that thing looks sealed. Yeah. I've got it right here. Taylor Swift height. Oh, how tall? Six foot seven inches tall. <laughs> Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.